Lord, we thank You for this good news that we can sing about this morning, the reality of this truth, that You're alive, You're the living God, that You've conquered sin and death, that You're here with us this morning. And my prayer this morning on this Vision Sunday is that You would stir within us a fresh passion and desire to live for You with all that we have, great God, that we would be captured again by Your holy calling and purposes for us, that we remember the great news, Lord, that we have to share with our world, this incredible message that our world desperately needs to hear. And so, Lord, I pray, just bless each one. Lord, thank You that You're with us, that You're for us. Thank You, You promise You'll never leave us or forsake us, great God. And so just continue to speak to us now in these moments, we pray in Jesus' Name. Amen. Please be seated. Just want to add my welcome to you as well. It is so great to have you sharing with us today. It's a special day for us because it is Vision Sunday. And we take a day um, each year just to share some of the visions that God is leading us into for the year ahead. And I'll be sharing these across all of our services today. As you came in, you should have received a, a booklet, a vision and finance booklet. Make sure you have a look at that. It shares in much more detail some of the things I'm going to just touch on today. And also on the theme of this vision season ahead, proclaim freedom, comes straight from this verse. So let me begin by reading this for us today, Isaiah chapter 61. It says this, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Praise God for the good news of the gospel. And, and I want to say this this morning, maybe that word is just for you this morning. Maybe you're watching online and that is just what you need to hear. God's word is far more powerful than anything I'm going to share today. And maybe you came just to hear that word, that good news message this morning. Take hold of that if that's for you. But this is a message that our world desperately needs to hear. Um, desperately needs to hear this good news message. And we know that this passage is actually speaking about Jesus because in Luke chapter 4, we read that following um, Jesus' baptism and his temptation at the very, very start of his ministry, before he did anything, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath and it says that he took the scroll of Isaiah and he read these exact verses written 700 years before Jesus came. And after finishing reading this passage of Scripture from Isaiah, it says that he sat down and he said these words. He said, today this Scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And in that moment, Jesus was saying, this scripture written 700 years ago was actually talking about me. And he's saying this, right at the start of his ministry, he said, this is my mission statement. If you want to know what I'm about, this is why I have come. And we see that Jesus has three tasks um, in his mission statement because it follows a pattern in these verses of scripture. It's, it's a chiastic structure, which is very common in Hebrew writing and the three tasks we see are repeated in this, in this structure. So I'm going to put it up on the screen to help us to see the emphasis in this. So coming up on the screen will be this structure in the passage. It goes like this. It's, it's A, proclaim the good news. B, bring freedom. C, bring healing. 
And then B, bring, bring freedom. And A, proclaim the good news. This is the structure in the passage. Author Kenneth Bailey also explains it like this. He says, it's proclamation followed by justice advocacy. At the heart of it is compassion and then justice advocacy and proclamation. And so we see here that Jesus' ministry was first of all one of proclamation. He proclaimed the good news. He came preaching the good news of the kingdom of God, the coming of the kingdom of light and love. But not only did he proclaim, he was also about action, about engaging in social justice. And then at the center of it all was God's heart of compassion and love for our world. Proclamation of the good news, caring for those in need, and then demonstrating the compassion and love of our God. This was Jesus' mission. And just as this was Jesus' mission, so it is now our mission as his followers. We have been anointed by the Holy Spirit for this same task, just as Jesus was. I read an article recently about some of the most unfortunately named people in Britain. Now, I'm not sure what these parents, parents were thinking. Obviously, they didn't realise when they were naming these people. But here, these are true. I'm not making these up. The group researched this. Here are a couple of names. Um, Justin Case was one guy's name that's recorded. Um, there's Barb Dwyer, they found, as they did some research as well. And then there is poor, um, this poor fella, Stan Still, was his name. Um, and he talks about his journey with that name, not the best. But joining them on the list, um, true once again, there was Terry Bull was another guy's name. Um, Paige Turner was in there as well in the research. How's this one? I, I, I don't know how the parents missed this one, but Merry Christmas was um, this other lady's name. And how's this to top it off? Um, there's a lady, her name was Anna. Anna, last name Sasson. Anna Sasson. Unfortunate. Some interesting names. But in Acts chapter 1 and 2, we are also given a list of names. The list of names in Acts includes Pete, Jono, Jimmy, Andy, Phil, Tom, Bart is in there, Matt, Jim, Simo and Maz. Let me, don't believe me, let me read it to you. Acts chapter 1, verse 12. Let me read this to you. It says, Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present, here we go, were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. So here, it's interesting, right at the start, the birth of the church, as we come into the day of Pentecost here in Acts, there's a list of all these names. And there's nothing particularly special about these people. They were not exceptionally gifted people. Uh, they were not particularly talented in any way. They weren't of high status, that's for sure. We know that. They definitely were not highly educated because the Bible makes a point of describing them as unschooled, ordinary people is how the Bible puts it. Uh, now, if, if I was writing the Bible, you'd sort of, you know, cover over that sort of stuff and try to make it sound better if you wanted the word, this word to spread. But the Bible just lays it out as it is. And, and God just says, here's a list of people. These are the people involved. They're unschooled, ordinary people. But on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, we read about the Spirit of God coming upon this group of very ordinary, flawed people, just like you and me. And as they were filled by the Spirit, as they were available for the mission God had for them, they went on 
um, to proclaim the good news, to bring freedom, to bring healing. And literally this group of ordinary people would go on to turn the world upside down. Millions upon millions of people would come to know faith in Jesus through their ministry. And here is the point that I want you to take hold of this morning. If you miss everything else, to grab hold of this, this point, that God loves to take ordinary people, just like you and me, people who are just simply available and surrendered, and then He wants to empower us by His Holy Spirit to be part of His extraordinary kingdom plans. Ordinary people, empowered by the Spirit, caught up in God's extraordinary kingdom plans. And this is God's plan for each and every one of us. The moment we come to faith in Jesus, not only are we set free from the power of sin, not only are we forgiven for the penalty of sin, but God calls us into His amazing mission, His extraordinary kingdom purposes. And so with that in mind, I want to share with you some of the visions God is calling us into for the year ahead because we need the help of every person. We need every gift of the body mobilised to see God's plans, His extraordinary kingdom plans unfold in our community and beyond. So this morning, I just want to mention a few visions. Your booklet has a lot more detail there, but let me just share these visions briefly. The first vision is to further expand the capacity of the Soul Op Shop uh, and Espresso Bar up there so that we can welcome even more people from our community and share with them the love of Christ. When we first took ownership of that property, if you've been with us for a little while and that house was there, we weren't sure what God had in store for us. But did God have a mighty plan? That is for sure, because the blessing that has flowed through that soul op shop is far beyond anything we could have ever imagined. And there's not a week goes by, we don't hear stories from it. And so we expand the capacity and outreach into our community to bless our community. We're looking to build an enclosed playground for under fives up there in that um, op shop space to make it easier for parents of young children or grandparents looking after young kids as well up there as well. So we're looking forward to that. We're also looking to complete a small extension on the, ki the kitchen in there. Our amazing cafe team, Nikki and the team are very crammed in that space, very busy in that space. We want to expand that a little bit. And also we're looking at expanding the op shop um, selling space into the existing bridge care shed. And uh, by doing that, it'll help minimize the load on our volunteers. We're bringing a lot of items in and out and also give some more space um, for people to browse and bless them as they come from the community. So to resource this, we're looking to raise $100,000 over and above budget in this financial year ahead as part of the Proclaim Freedom Fund. Now, when you came in this morning, you would have received these envelopes uh, on your chair. And this is about the Proclaim Freedom Fund. We're seeking to raise money over and above budget to resource some of these visions. And I'll explain them. But every one of these visions is about an outward focus, about blessing people in our community, blessing ministries beyond us as well. So I'm going to share some more about that as we go. I just want to share a story with you. Recently, a lady came to the op shop specifically to bring a blessing. And um, this is what Myra, one of our coordinators up there, um, shared. She wrote this. She said, this lady said she had a vision from God to come here and give us a message. She has never been here before and had no idea why she was told to come here. She worships at a charismatic Catholic church nearby and was prompted by God as she drove past the church to come in. And she said she had never done this before in her life, but she just felt like she had to. So she came in and she said, God told her to tell the ladies that they are my Marthas and Marys. She explains in the vision that she saw there was an anointing cloud above our building. How amazing is that? 
and that she would see lots of ladies working and she, was come, and she had come to tell us that when we are working, we are working in his presence. What a wonderful affirmation from our great God. This is what Myra wrote. Bless you all who serve, ladies and gents, because we have a lot of guys who serve in there as well. Guys, you're not left out in that. But how good is that, church? Don't you think that's amazing? Yeah, I reckon, praise God. Anointing cloud over the building. There's more. From this same day, Myra wrote this. There was another great story from Helen and Paul working in the garage. A lady who lost her husband 10 months ago after 45 years of marriage was on her way to visit him in the cemetery, but saw the people coming to Seoul and wanted to know why. She went to the Seoul garage and overheard our volunteers, Helen and Paul, talking as a married couple, and it brought back fond memories of her marriage. They all started chatting and connected well. Helen spoke with her for some time and worked out that she was still on a journey of faith. And Helen spoke of God's love for her and she offered her a ladies' devotional. Long story short, she visited her husband and then came back to talk some more to Helen and then left again. And as she got into her car, she looked up and saw a heart-shaped cloud in the sky and so decided to come back into Seoul. And she prayed that Helen would still be there. This is her third time back. And she, and she was. So they sat down to chat again. And this time was joined by Angela as well. And the lady said, this is her words, it was a miracle that I came here today and God definitely must have brought me here. And they all prayed together, thanking him for his great love for them. How good is that church? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Praise God. And what I love about this story is that we are seeing Isaiah 61 literally taking place in our midst. Let me remind you of some of Isaiah 61. It says, He has sent me to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. That is what that lady experienced and I am just so thankful that this is literally taking place among us. God taking ordinary people empowered by the Holy Spirit to minister his love and his grace. And you know, I couldn't help but think as I was reflecting on this, how strategically God has placed us here in this corner and where the soul op shop is too. Next to a cemetery and a crematorium because we have great neighbours. They never complain when we make any noise, which is fantastic. But how good is this in terms of this ministry he has given us to bring the oil of joy instead of mourning, people coming to visit family members, the garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. God has strategically placed us to minister this good news of the gospel. Another vision we have is to expand the capacity and reach of bridge care so that we can love and care for more people across our community and respond more, more effectively um, to the many, many needs around us. You know the needs are great. And so to enable this, we're looking to do a couple of things. One is to construct a new bridge care shed on the top property behind the Brown House. Um, this will provide more, more um, space to store equipment for our team up there and a meeting hub for our bridge care volunteers who do an amazing job going out every week to bless people across our community. We're also looking at incorporating into this new shed a hamper uh, packing space. At the moment, our hamper team are in the flat of the Brown House. It's a very confined house. They're jammed in there. It limits the amount of gear they can store in there. Often they get offered extra items, but they just have no place to store it. Uh, it means more volunteers can be involved as well. We'll be able to do more hampers 
which will be a huge blessing. I know Myra, who looks after, is very excited about the prospect of a larger space. This year alone, over 4,000 hampers have been packed and delivered across our community and going as far as Lismore. Um, that's around 25 tonnes of food that we have sent out. How good is that? I think that's amazing as well. And we should thank the team who do that. The amazing work that Jody and Bridgecare do is phenomenal. We are really blessed that we are able to give through Bridgecare Limited. You can give tax deductibly to help um, fund these resources in the year ahead as well. And all the details about that are in your vision booklet. Make sure you check that out as an opportunity to give uh, to continue to support these ministries caring for people. As part of our Bridgecare ministry, we also have our streetlight team on a Monday night. They are praying they are faith-filled for what God wants to do moving forward and they're praying around ways they can share for those in need in our local community beyond just the Monday nights where they're ministering in the park they're looking to host a weekly morning tea in the caravan park down there they're also looking to ways they can provide care beyond just the Monday night um, on other nights of the week as well they're also looking at ways they can um, work alongside the Zilmia community center through some amazing God opportunities that he has opened up for us down there as well. Uh, here's an email I received from David Dixon just this last week. David looks after our streetlight ministry. This is from just Monday night gone. He said, hi guys, some wonderful stories from tonight of people from the park helping each other out in these stressful times. One of our regulars who has been in rehab brought a guy tonight from the park. He let me know that he needed to get out of his depression and come and meet some people who would really care for him. I spoke to the guy he brought whilst they were waiting in line. He said that he had never heard anyone pray before. Dwayne um, gave grace on the night, as they always pray, give, um, say grace together. He said that he felt much better after that. We were able to give them both hampers. So blessed. Another lady from the park reached out to us during the week, seeing if we were able to help a lady. She's helping with a pram. This lady's story was that she had been in prison and had her first child there. Her second was born uh, a week after she got out of prison and is due to have her third. I got the privilege to take the pram over on Saturday and this lady could not believe what had just happened and she was crying uncontrollably. Myra and the bridge care team did such an amazing job to get this done so quickly. The pram, of course, was just the beginning. There was also nappies, clothes and a nappy bag filled to the top with everything a new mum could want. So blessed by this bridge care team. Just blessing our community. We had some live music tonight with Kyle and Ben. Just amazing to see how God is using people. On a cold night, 47 were blessed by the generosity and love of this church. Such a blessing to be on the end of that. Thanks again for everything you do to make this happen. Bless you all so much. That's to you as a church from David. Isn't that awesome, church? Praise God for the work that's going on down there. You might not realise this, but they um, regularly run a ladies' table down there where they pamper some of the ladies. Um, Katie Robertson, Connie Henderson run that, cut their hair for free as well. And the ladies just blesses them so much down there. Um, they have a pray station down there. Not a play station, a pray station. If you want to be prayed for, you just go to the pray station and they hear some amazing stories of the blessing of praying for people. Bill Robertson, Kathy Moss run a Bible study down there on a Monday night. They recently had 11 people attend their Bible study. How good is that? And what I love about each of these stories is that, again, it's Isaiah 61 taking place among us, taking place today in our midst. Let me remind you of another part of the passage. It said, The Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. And we are literally seeing this take place 
through our bridge camp ministry, through streetlights. So praise God. And we want to step forward again in faith, knowing that this is God's heart, that He is working in this space. Another vision we have is to support the development of a youth detention ministry for DARM. This is an exciting vision. Two years ago, we began praying as a church around um, how we could do more in the area of ministering to those in prison. And at the same time, God was calling Dion to step into this space, particularly in the area of young people in youth detention. And as God often does when we pray, He begins to weave everything together. And over the last two years, God has worked a number of amazing miracles. I don't have time to go into them all, but He has just opened doors for Dion to step into this space And a key part of this has been uh, the opportunity they've had to run camps for these young people who have come out of youth detention. Many of these young people have never, ever had anyone tell them that they have actual value and worth. No one has ever spoken that over their life. Um, They've gone their whole life without anyone ever telling them that they are loved, that they are valued, that they have worth. Around 80% of the young people in youth detention have Indigenous heritage as well. And, And a key part of this journey has also been um, Luke Houghton's story. Many of you know Luke, um, who has been called to minister in this space. He spent 13 years in jail as a young person. This year marked 13 years out of jail for him now. It's been an amazing story. And as it turned out, 13 years out of jail um, has been the very moment that God has been opening some incredible doors and a real anointing upon Luke's life to minister to these young people. He knows what they're going through. He's been there himself and he has such a passion and a heart and anointing from God to minister into a space where there is great need in our community. One of the biggest miracles in this whole story is related to a blue card for Luke. Um, Luke was unable to get a blue card, which he needed to be able to minister to these young people in different settings. Because of his past, um, it was knocked back. And so we began praying as a church. We've been praying for a couple of years, in fact, that God would do a miracle and would open the way for Luke to get his blue card, which would make it so much easier for him to minister in this space. Well, we got word, Luke got word just a month ago that his blue card has now been approved. Praise God, church. That is a miracle, I want to tell you, an absolute miracle. And we are celebrating, and it's like the, just the final seal. Not that we need any more seals on this ministry, but the final seal that God is in this. He's going to go before, and we can be expectant about some um, mighty stories that are going to unfold, um, lives blessed and transformed. And so we want to stand and support Dion as they step forward in faith in this ministry. As part of this, um, we want to raise, as part of our Proclaim Freedom Fund, we want to raise $100,000 over and above budget as part of this fund to give to Dion to help them set up the facilities they need. Including this is, is a demandable style accommodation. They want to put three of these blocks on the property out there so they have space for these young people to stay in. Upgrade to the septic system on the property to cater for the extra campers. Um, added dam infrastructure so they can run in, uh, recreational activities on the dam as well as some other property maintenance equipment they need. And so we're, we're looking forward to blessing them this. At the same time, we want to um, um, support and celebrate an exciting step for Dion as they establish their own governance structure as a ministry in their own right. Dion started in 2005 under the leadership of Pastor Billy and Vicky. And they knew at the time when they stepped into this ministry that it was going to be a a big calling, that it wasn't going to be easy by any means. They knew that when they stepped in. But praise God, by His grace and faithfulness, they have just celebrated 17 years of faithful ministry to First Australians. How good is that, church? Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Praise God. 
And as part of the exciting new visions God is opening up for them, there's been a real sense that it's also God's timing for them to step out in faith under their own governance structure. This will provide them with more flexibility and autonomy to move as the Holy Spirit leads them into these ministry callings ahead. And uh, as has been our model with the Grove Church, which we planted and Hope Church, which we planted as well, we're going to continue to maintain um, close relationships there as part of those kingdom networks that God has established um, to continue to stand with one another and encourage one another. But next Sunday, Pastor Billy's going to be here in person. Luke's going to be here, the Dion team, and they're going to share a little bit more and we'll have a chance to bless them and to pray for them and commission them as they step out in faith. So don't miss that. You're going to be encouraged next Sunday. But again, what I love about this vision is it's literally Isaiah 61 being um, lived out among us. It says this as well. It says, He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. This is God's heart. This is um, the Spirit of God longing to work in these spaces. So we can be expecting as we step forward in faith, we're going to hear some incredible stories of God transforming lives in this space. Another vision we're excited about this year is developing an English online platform for churches to use for free. We want to set up this platform to a high standard and then just offer it, whoever wants it for free. God's heart is for all the nations of the world. One of the greatest injustices of this world is those who have never had the opportunity to hear this good news message that Jesus has come to bring freedom and to bring hope and life. And we are living in this unique time in history where we're able to reach the least reached from our own um, lounge rooms, which is amazing because of technology. And so we want to provide this ready-to-go platform where people from other countries, other languages can, with the click of a button, have it all in their language, not just for English online, but also to links, creating links for people in their own language that have questions around faith as well. And this is going to include specially designed English online classes. We've been talking with ITA who have been working with this in space. They are so excited about this vision and see this is a real God's timing of it all coming together as well. And so we want to put this together, invest in this, make it available for whoever um, to take this and use it as well. And uh, we are seeking to raise $50,000 as part of that Proclaim Freedom Fund. Again, just to give away, to bless others, to put this platform together with a heart to see many reached across the world with the good news of the gospel. And so that brings the total of this Proclaim Freedom Fund to $250,000. And so I'd love you just to think and pray about how you might be able to contribute to this over the next 12 um, months months, this financial year ahead. This will, we're putting into this fund both um, gifts are received, savings, fundraising. We're going to pull that together in here with the hope that we can get to 250000 If you have a particular vision that's on your heart, you can actually indicate that on the back. If God's put something on your heart this morning, you can do that as well. But we're looking forward to resourcing these visions. The final vision I want to share with you today is the 10-year Olympic vision, which I shared at the beginning of this year. This is our 30th year as a church, ministering in our community, and it's been an amazing story of God's grace and His power um, outworked in this community. But as a church, we believe that the Olympics coming to our city in 2032 is not an accident, but is actually part of God's plan to fulfill the things He has promised to us about a reviving move of the Holy Spirit across our community, our city, and beyond. If you remember, uh, it was when they announced the Olympics coming, Nicola McDermott at the same time won that silver medal. And on national um, TV, she spoke out words of a, a prayer that we have prayed for many years as a church, that we would see a time 
when stadiums will be filled, not with just people coming to watch sporting events, but gathering again to hear the good news of the gospel, like in the days of Billy Graham is how she put it. And when we heard that story, when we heard her speak that out, it was just like a, a, a Holy Spirit affirming in our heart that prayer that we've been praying. And it's not just in our hearts, but it's in other hearts as well. And good news is that thanks to Pastor Jody and some contacts she made, we've got Nicola McDermott coming in person to our church later in the year. So we can't wait to hear from her in person as well. So stay tuned for that. But we believe that was a seal for us that God has a bigger plan he's unfolding as he brings the Olympics to this city. And this is a generational vision. I was really captured by this recently. And so I've asked someone to come and help me this morning. I've asked my um, daughter, Zara, who's 10 years old, to come out and help me. And she is carrying a Sydney 2000 Olympic torch. Can you welcome Zara? She comes out to help us this morning. Thank you for helping me. Um, Does anyone remember the 2000 Olympics? A few of you remember that? Zara wasn't born in 2000. She wasn't around then. But in 2032, in 10 years, she is going to be 20 years old. Actually, um, she's turning 11 in a couple of weeks, so she'll probably be 21 years old in 2032, which is a bit of a scary thought for me as her dad. That's coming pretty quickly. But it reminded me of the fact, and by the way, big thanks to friends of ours, to Mel and Glenn Weir for lending us their torch. I spotted it in their hallway of their house, and I said, I'm going to need that someday soon, so be careful if I come over your place. But a big thanks for lending this to us, and maybe you can check this out afterwards. But it reminded me of the fact that this is a generational vision we're praying into over the next 10 years. Um, Because Zara in 2032, it's going to be her generation that is stepping into leadership roles and, and our heart as a church has always been to see a generation raised up with a heart and passion to live for Jesus. Um, what we invest now, I want you to hear this this morning, church, what we invest now, our prayers, our sowing generously in faith, our example, our stepping forward in faith and obedience, it's not just about the here and the now, is it? This is about laying a spiritual foundation for the generations to come. Just as the generation before us has done that for us, now God is calling us to keep looking ahead in faith, not just for us now, but to see a generation raised up with a deep passion and heart to live for Jesus. And they are looking to us and they are watching us, church. They are. They watch us when we pray. They're watching us when we worship God with all our heart. They are watching us when we live by faith, step out in obedience. They see and we have this responsibility and this calling as a church to lay a foundation for them. Because I believe that the decade ahead is in fact going to be one of incredible blessing that God wants to pour out. That we are entering into a time of spiritual harvest like we have never seen. In fact, I love the words of Nicky Gumbel, the founder of Alpha. He said recently, I believe this is the greatest opportunity for evangelism in our lifetime, is what he said. And I agree with him. I think we're entering into an amazing season ahead. And so God has put in our heart to keep praying into this vision, this marker of 10 years, to sow in with faith, to step and say, God, I want to be a part of what you're doing. I want to be in that because we are believing that this is part of God's plan he is unfolding. Thank you, Zara, so much for helping. Would you give um, Zara a big round of applause as she helps me this morning? As part of this Olympic vision, one of the things that's been on our heart is um, a a dream, I guess, um, I've had that we've had together is that we would see a stadium prayer event with thousands of people from across this city and beyond gathering together at some point leading up to the Olympics to pray, ask God to pour out his spirit. Well, here is some encouraging news about this vision because I was thinking this is a pretty big vision. I don't know how this is going to happen. But did you know 
that on Tuesday night just gone, 2,000 people gathered at Suncorp Stadium to pray for a blessing to be poured out on our city and our nation and beyond. And our very own Pastor David was asked to be there. There's some photos to pray for the young adults, for the next generation there. And I was so encouraged just seeing um, the images, 2,000 people. They only booked out a little section, so they weren't sure how many would come. And just like that, 2,000 people gathered. And I was thinking, well, it looks like the Holy Spirit's beat us to this vision. He's a step ahead of us here. Um, but that is exactly what we want, don't we? We want that because we don't want to come up with our own plans and ask God to bless it. That's not what we want. We want to get involved in what God is already doing because that is already blessed. It's already blessed. That is our heart as a church. And so I don't know, I don't know about you, but I was faith-filled to see just like that, 2,000 people gathering together and we're praying that that beginning work the Holy Spirit has begun will continue to grow and expand over the next 10 years and we'll see many, many gathering together to pray a blessing because our, our community, our nation, our world needs this desperately, desperately needs a move of the Holy Spirit. As part of this as well, a blessing for us in terms of this vision is this city venue that God has given to us. It's an amazing venue that God's been unfolding. And I think it's very strategic. God told us from the outset that this venue is to be stewarded for his kingdom plans and purposes, not just for us alone. And it's been so encouraging to see churches working together in the heart of the city, Gateway Church meeting there this very morning and other churches involved as, as well. And over the last three years, we've run our Heart for the City Appeal, which is actually wrapping up. Um, as we step into this new season. But over the last three years, we have raised $870,000 over and above budget to fund the purchase of this very strategic um, vision in the heart of the city. And I think that is an amazing result. Don't you think that's incredible? $870,000 raised. Incredible. Our goal for it that we set out was to try and reach $900,000 to fund the purchase of that vision. So we, we're just $30,000 short of this goal. And last night, um, I received a message, a text message from someone in the church, and they said, hey, we noticed the fund's just short. Um, God's really put on our heart that we want to um, put in that last $30,000. Um, and so it's, it's, they've committed to that, and so we're, we've reached $900,000, which is absolutely amazing, absolutely incredible. And I want to say thank you, church, for the generosity of heart. It's been amazing to see the response by so many. Um, and, and we can trust God. This is it. I, I thought, isn't that just like God to do that? Just to, to, to um, remind us again that He is our provider, that when we follow His plans and purposes, the task seems big. We're not sure how it's going to be resourced, but we can trust God that He will go before those He calls. He will enable as He anoints us by His Holy Spirit. And so God is good, a massive encouragement to us as we step forward in faith. To finish today, uh, I'm actually going to ask some people to come and join me up here on the stage. I'm going to invite Wayne and Lynn Houghton to actually come up and join me on the stage. They're here somewhere, I think. Here they are over here. They're going to come on up. Um, you can welcome them as they come up to join me on the stage here. Um, Lynn and Wayne... The reason I've asked them to come up here because they are a picture of what we're talking about today, the way that God takes ordinary people, empowers them by his Holy Spirit when they're surrendered and available to be part of his extraordinary kingdom plans. Lynn and Wayne have coordinated all of our catering here at the church since 1997, which is pretty amazing. It began with catering uh, for a breakfast on their deck for 40 people, is how it all began, back in 1997, 
Last Christmas, they provided 5,000 meals at our Christmas lights. So that's from feeding 40 to feeding the 5,000. That's a God story, don't you think? Isn't that amazing? It really is amazing. And after 25 years of serving, Lynn and Wayne have sensed from God, this is the time to step back. Uh, it's a big physical task doing what they're doing and they've, they just sense God's calling them now just to step back. They're still going to be involved. They're not going anywhere, praise God. They're going to help with their streetlight meals and cooking for the soul op shop. And Lynn and Wayne can attest firsthand for the way God has provided us just the right person to step in the role. It's been such a God provision. We are really thankful that God has called Julie Shoemaker to step in this role. And um, you guys can attest, it's been just an amazing provision from God to have Julie stepping in there. I'm not sure if Julie's in this service. She's out probably getting morning tea ready, I think. But can we just, she's here. Where, where are you, Julie? Julie's, just stand up for a moment, Julie. Can we just encourage Julie as well as she steps into this role? We are so thankful. God is good, church. He's good. As we seek Him and pray for Him, He leads the way. He really does. Um, But we are really thankful to you, Wayne and Lynn, uh, for your heart, your example, for the way you have poured your lives out for God's kingdom purposes here at Bridgman over the last 25 years. And has literally resulted in thousands of lives being blessed. Because we know as meals have been shared together here, Um, conversations have taken place people have been able to ask spiritual questions people have been led to faith as we have shared meals here together and I love this because Wayne Lynn's role is very much a serving in the background role it's not a one that's very visible sort of in the background they're often in the kitchen tucked out the back you would never know what they're doing and yet here they are serving and I want to take this opportunity too to thank and highlight and recognize all of the ongoing ministries that continue right across the church. We're sharing some of these visions today and it's exciting, but I want to tell you every single ministry that is taking place is just as critical as part of the, part of the kingdom plans that God is unfolding here. Every, every activity, gift of the body at work is just as important. Uh, um, Because without them, all the regular ministries can't take place. People are being blessed all the time, week in, week out. These ministries include everything from our kids' ministries, our youth ministries, our Inspire ministry, as well as our pastoral care that takes place, cross-cultural ministries, connect groups, prayer meetings, along with our amazing toilet cleaning team doing a phenomenal job. And more, our venue cleaning teams come in there each week, vacuum the floors, gifts of the body at work. Our incredible grounds team, our volunteer crew that come in, how amazing are our grounds. And where would we be, church, without the heart of each and every person willing to serve, particularly in these background ministries? Can we praise God for every person who plays a part in this? It is such a blessing. And that is what his church is about. That is what the body of Christ is about. And there is so much that happens week in, week out by faithful servant volunteers. And each part, each expression is so important in God's kingdom plans being fulfilled. But Wayne and Lynn, you are an amazing example of what we're talking about today, that God loves to take ordinary people who make themselves available, surrender to his plans to be part of his extraordinary kingdom purposes. And so can you share with us just briefly what it has meant to you to be part of God's kingdom plans here at Bridgman over the last 25 years? It'd be amazing. Well, I affirm that I'm an ordinary person and so is Wayne, very ordinary. And we would not have known how to cook for that many people if God hadn't enabled us. So be assured if God's calling you, he will enable you and he will empower you and he will give you wisdom beyond your wisdom. So don't worry about that. He's got it all covered. 
And I want to thank you all because you've become our family. We love you. Everyone that's volunteered and helped alongside us has become part of our lives and we've been enriched, enriched and blessed by it. We've been blessed by the leadership of this church, but mostly we've been blessed by God's touch in our life and I want to thank him for that. Um, we have been really blessed by the people we've met and uh, the people that love us and we love them the church itself has provided us with our son back just to explain that Luke Houghton we talked about 13 years in prison 13 years out that's Wayne Lynn's son Luke in fact it's been a big part of their journey yeah been an incredible journey um, for the last 25 years and I think I'd do it again if I could. I, I don't really want to leave but I'm just getting to the stage where it's getting a bit hard. So, uh, But God has enabled us. Some days we don't feel like we need to, we can come into the kitchen and do the work but as soon as we're there we just seem to be able to do whatever he wants us to do. So uh, it's been an incredible 25 years. How good is that? Can we thank them, church? Why don't we stand? Let's stand on our feet as we thank Wayne and Lynn and just honour them this morning. It's right that we do that. Very right that we do that. Praise God. You've got to stay here. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. You've got to stay here because we're going to pray together. Stay standing. We're going to worship in just a moment. But... I want you to hear Wayne Lynn's story because we want to thank him. It's right that we do that this morning, honouring the gifts of the body. But also I want to share this with you because this is God's call for each one of us. I want to tell you this this morning. It's the most incredible opportunity we have to be part of his eternal kingdom plans that God would take us, would take you and me, ordinary people. But if we're available, the moment we come to faith and trust in Jesus, he fills us with his spirit. He calls us for a holy calling to be part of his extraordinary purposes. And these are things that last for eternity. We're going to be celebrating the things that God is doing forever and ever. There is no greater cause to invest your life in. And we believe the Holy Spirit has a mighty plan to pour out His blessing. And we need the help of every person. We need all the gifts mobilised. So I want to encourage you this morning to pray. Read through that vision booklet this week. Pray about what part God is calling you to play in this. And I want to pray now. Ask God just to bless Wayne and Lynn. Bless us as a church. Let's join our hearts together in prayer. Heavenly Father, our hearts are just soaring this morning. We are so blessed to know you, Lord. We're so blessed to know this good news. Best news in all the world, Lord. We know it's a message that our world desperately needs to hear. Lord, we want to say thanks for Wayne and Lynn. Thanks for their testimony of the fact of the way you take us as ordinary people. But you've anointed us by your Holy Spirit to be part of your extraordinary kingdom plans and purposes and we pray for Wayne Lee and thanks that Lord this is not the finish for them but they're stepping into a new season thanks for Julie Lord we just want to pray a blessing over her thanks for how you continue to provide and lead and go before us as a church and Lord we want to pray over some of these visions today Lord we want to say thanks so much for this ministry you're calling Dion into reaching out thanks for Luke's story in this the anointing on his life and Lord we pray for these young people Lord many of them never heard that there is a God who loves them, that cares for them, that created them, has a plan and a purpose for them. Bless this ministry, we pray in a powerful way. We thank you for Bridge Care and the mighty work they're doing, revealing your love right across this community. We pray continue to anoint them and the Streetlight team, all the expressions of love that are poured out, each one of those hampers, Lord. Bless them, Lord. We want to do even more is our heart, great God, we pray. 
Lord, we pray for that English online outreach. Lord, the greatest injustice in the world. These people have never, ever heard the good news, the message of you, Lord Jesus. And so, Lord, we pray you'll have your hand upon this vision. You'll bless this, Lord. You'll provide everything that's needed. And we'll see, Lord, you do mighty things through this opportunity you've given us through online outreach, we pray. And Lord, we want to pray too over this Olympic vision that you've given to us 10 years, Lord. We want to sow and invest, Lord, not just for the here and now, but for the generation to come, Lord. And we believe that you're putting this together as part of the things you've spoken to us, the promises you've given us as a church. And so on this 30th year as a church, Lord, we say together, Lord, we're available. Lord, we want to be used by you. Come, fill us afresh by your Holy Spirit so that we can proclaim this good news message, Lord. Comfort those who mourn. Oh, Lord, that's our heart's desire, to bring the oil of joy, Lord. That's what we want to do to our community. Lord, so many needs around us. Fill us, use us to proclaim this good news message of freedom and healing found in you. And so we ask this in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. Can we thank Wayne Lynn one more time? We're going to worship. We're going to respond in worship. Let's sing together. Um, our prayer is that he would be exalted above all. Not, not the name of Bridgman Church, that's for sure, but Jesus' name would be exalted, lifted high. He is the hope for our world. Let's worship him together. Give him all the praise and the glory.
today, Lord, our prayer is that you'll be glorified. Lord, you're worthy of it. You're worthy of our best, Lord, pouring out our lives for you. You've done everything for us. And so, Lord, it's our joy and our privilege to be serve you, to be caught up in your kingdom plans and purposes. And so, Lord, I pray now, anoint us as your people by your Holy Spirit. Anoint us by your Spirit, Lord, to proclaim this message to our love-starved world, Lord, our world who desperately looking for answers, great God. And we have the answer in You, Lord Jesus. So may You be exalted through our lives, through Your church, we pray. And we look forward to the mighty things You're gonna do. And we pray this in Jesus' Name. Everyone said, Amen. Please be seated. Thanks so much for joining with us this morning. Don't forget our Connections Lounge at the back. Our Welcome Morning Tea is on. If you're new, you're welcome to join us just across the courtyard. And our prayer team will be down the front here as well. They'd love to pray for you. God bless. Thanks so much for sharing with us.